Powerlifting America, Pro Cards, and New Old Weight Classes. This is Chuck My Bet. Who is in charge of powerlifting America? Dude, what's going on in the powerlifting world the past few weeks? This is just like madness and it's it's just like what, dude? Okay, so for everybody who who don't know what we're talking about, uh, and if you're new to the podcast, hey welcome. This is Chuck My Back. Uh three good buddies talking about well, we meant to talk about fitness, but now it just seems like we're talking about the USAPL. Um, just because so much juicy drama has been going on. The USAPL was officially suspended. Not suspended. Dropped. What's a, what's a better way of saying dropped? No, no. no. I mean, they broke up. Yeah, they, they broke, broke up, up with IPF. The International Powerlifting Federation. The, US, the USAPL was the United States uh, affiliate of the International Powerlifting Federation. And uh, due to the lack, we'll call it lack of compliance with the USAPL uh, and the drug testing standards of the IPF, the IPF has cut that relationship and has moved on to a new lover. Uh, to the surprise of us all, it was announced, uh, was it November 9th, that is relatively quick. America. <laughs> Man, the side, the side chick came real quick. You know what it I'm feels like to you. me? It feels like, it feel like like... All the lifters, we got to see our parents fight, argue, and bicker, and now they've officially divorced. So the USAPL are and now, are, now you know, original a dad. New woman. But our real dad, the USAPL, is like, hey, you know, I'm still cool. I'm single now, so I, I'm gonna bring back all the old stuff that was here before, which we'll talk about here in a bit. And by the way, did I mention I got money? You want money? And then now, Powerlifting <laughs> America is our stepdad, and they're like trying to like make sure that they can establish some sort of uh, structure with us. So they're like, "Hey, we're gonna do one percent uh, drug testing, kids," and they're doing like the Fortnite dance or something. It's weird. That's how <laughs> it feels. Stay relatable. To be super, stay relatable. Uh, and then like that's we're actually, that's very accurate, chilling. actually. Yeah. Uh, what do y'all think though about this whole? Let's talk about powerlifting America just real quick. We don't know much, but what are y'all's initial like responses? Who are you gonna choose oh, to live man. with? Your stepdad or your real dad? There's so like many stepdads. unknowns. Yeah, I don't like stepdads. <laughs> I don't like stepdads. <laughs> but the new dad, the the original dad, is having like a crisis because he's buying like Lamborghinis and he's like taking you for a drive, and he's like, "You don't gotta wear seatbelts. <laughs> don't tell your mom." The IPF. Don't tell your mom. <laughs> so like, like I imagine like, and this is just like, like my my imagination, right? So like, you know, when you're trying to get anything off the ground. Like it's maybe like powerlifting wise too, right? I just imagine it being like some meat in someone's backyard, and they like pull out like the the disgusting rusty bar and like rusty pound plates. Hey, don't talk about Metro like that. Don't talk about Metroplex like that. How dare you? You're not hardcore. And they just pull out like a white banner, and it says Powerlifting America. Oh like my god. Sharpie. Dude, okay, so Anas, what what are your impressions before I want to talk about their recent posts, but what do you think about the whole powerlifting America thing and how it was rolled out? I mean, obviously they they only they only created it just for one reason. Um so I mean, I'm 
What is yeah, the reason? Have mixed what do you think is the reason? I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you go to their Instagram page, it's just it's, it says <laughs> under under their handle IPF member, and that's that's the only thing in their bio. So like that's that's only that's their that's their identity. Like they're well, they're just you know they're they're just a way for you to go right to now? IPF. What? Uh, what else what are else they besides are they? that? You know, like that's it. They haven't said anything. That's that's all. Yeah, they, that's, all yeah that's, that's all they yeah, can like put in their bio. Literally, that's, there's yeah. nothing else they can put in their bio. So uh. you can't. We can't really say anything until we like we see what like what they're like providing. Like we haven't seen anything. <laughs> we haven't seen any of their meets. We haven't seen. We haven't seen anything from them. So we don't know. You know what's funny though is like that post that they made. Uh, well, this is not their most recent, but it was like I guess in October. Um, where they had made the announcement that they promised to uphold the IPF standard of drug testing no more than 1% of all lifters in the Federation. I was like, okay, you know, we had that whole podcast uh, a few episodes back, which if you're listening and you haven't listened to the episode where Anas and I argue uh, while the USAPL and IPF were going back and forth about the drug testing standards, the quantity versus quality, and all the speculation about what the cost uh, structure could be related to go back and listen to the episode for context about how much I was like I was given the IPF the benefit of the doubt but like this this announcement dude it, it just is so <laughs> out of touch like literally when you see that percentage they were like proud to be like 1% of all lifters in our federal what the hell is 1% of what if you don't if, sit your ass down with that one to what <laughs> what if they have one lifter like who are the like? Are they gonna test point thirty three percent of them? They're just gonna test like they're gonna have them dribble into a cup a little bit. Yeah, just like a part of him, <laughs> not a full stream. Yeah. Not a full stream. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna test them after his first attempt on squat, and then run it, and then let him finish the meet. That's what they're gonna do. I don't know, man. That 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 statement. It just kind of obviously. I mean, I say obviously, and again, all of this is speculation. We don't know what we don't know, but um. I think like it just is so obvious that this is in this has to be a direct relation to the IPF. Like it may be the IPF president with a, a, a fake mustache on and he's like, hey, powerlifting America, how you doing, kids? You also well, like skateboarding? So who, who is the guy? Um, so who, who's involved in powerlifting America? <laughs> I don't who who knows i would well, assume it's someone who has direct ties to the ipf right if well, they're a I mean, member federation of the ipf yeah I if i go by their instagram it just the statue of liberty i think is involved in some way well isn't it robert keller and he's is it? he is he, he does have ties with the ipf like he's um oh you're right no hold on a second yes yes if you go to oh, opencorporates.com okay check this out check this out this just in <laughs> um so opencorporates.com is a database news. yeah this it's a database for you that you can find all corporate uh information so open powerlifting america registered as a non-profit jurisdiction in florida is uh so robert keller is the president robert keller is the secretary interesting oh nice but yeah the, it seems like he's yeah he's the one I mean, obviously, like from what from what Abe said, <laughs> yeah, he's he's the uh, he's the one calling the shots in powerlifting America for right now. Yeah, no, nah, he's dead ass the president of. Uh, yeah, and I was, how'd you know that? Where'd you get that from? Well, I, I saw it on someone's 
I saw it on someone's story or someone was you talking about it. You saw it on it. open I mean, corporate. Everyone's you saw been it on talking. Open corporate too. That's what it was. I, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone posted. <laughs> oh, someone posted a picture though. Robert Keller being tied to the U.S. to the IPF. Oh my God! Hold on a second. This is like conspiracy theories, but like, what does the IPF <laughs> have to gain from this? Like, what is the like? I, I guess like taking away everything. Yeah. Like, what is what is what is there to gain? It's it's weird. Like, I guess if you're really diehard about wanting to represent the U.S., right? Maybe I don't know. I mean, but like, I mean, you with, still want U.S. U.S. lifters, don't you? Yeah, like this is yeah. this is just a <laughs> just a it's a place for U.S. lifters who want to compete internationally. Um, like that's that's their that's their path to go to IPF worlds. So was yeah, USVI? Who who, yeah, who don't want to jump ship and go to the USVI? Yeah, technically yeah. USVI is like it's it's a whole different country, I guess. No, t- no. If you're going to be technical, the U- <laughs> technically the USVI, the, well, technically <laughs> the Virgin don't, don't Islands are territories it. of the United States. That's the technical yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. So the way the IPF, I don't know, like how the the IPF, um, like have their representation, but like it, you can't have one country represented twice, can you? Yeah, so like USAPL and USVI, but. So like um, that's one country being represented twice, like by like, two. Like, let's not jump into that again because I'll get down the. But <laughs> okay, so no, but I'm th- I'm saying like in terms of the IPF goal, I get the IPF wants to have U.S. representation at Worlds within their confines. Like, I get like that's what they on their terms really. Like, IPF's like, yeah, we want U.S. lifters, but I wonder what powerlifting America is going to offer that will incentivize a lifter to go there other than the world, you know, title, I mean, to go to the, to go to the world stage. Like, I mean, it seems like we've seen that that that's has been thing. enough. Yeah. That's been enough to convince yeah. people to jump to the USVI, right? Yeah. That's been enough. But what if there's people a really place right where they can't go back? You know, like what if, what if they have to stay in powerlifting America? So, yeah, I'm not, not sure how, how it worked because, you, we had US APL lifters go to USVI and like they they sh- like they they switched within like 3 weeks out like they were 3 weeks mm-hmm. out basically of competing and like they just switched to or i don't know how it worked but they they got <laughs> accepted by USVI and like that now they yeah. started representing USVI and like IPF didn't have a problem with that no um, i mean at least it didn't seem like they had a problem <laughs> with that i don't know like now that the US APL is like dropped because the IPF has a rule where you can't compete in other federations yes. or like federations that are not under the umbrella of the IPF. So now that the USIPL is like officially out, they like people who compete USIPL might might get suspended and like might mm-hmm. not be able to switch to like go from Powerlifting America to um, USIPL. Not sure how it's going to work. Mm-mm. Because obviously IPF is not, they're not very friendly with uh, USAPL, so they're probably no. not going to yeah. want uh, want people to compete USAPL, yeah. and yeah. They're probably going to want to direct everyone to Powerlifting America. Basically, so I think that's that's maybe yeah. what, what we it's expect like a, to see a conspiracy theory to take all the USAPL lifters. 
Yeah. I, I like the way it was before, like with the USVI, honestly, like without IPF, without <laughs> uh, Power Thing America, I think the USVI was like a better, like a yeah, safer though. move where you can go USVI, compete at Worlds and come back to USAPL. <laughs> it was like, just that weird seemed, to me. Like, that that was like nice a cool uncle. So like in yeah, our, in our family cool. situation, the USVI mm-hmm. was the uncle that came over and like let you ride his motorcycle down the street and then come yeah. back and you're like, hey, you know, you're good. But like with me, I'm I'd, thinking... I'd rather yeah, you'd rather, I'd, be I'd rather go. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather go out with my <laughs> uncle than like than a stepdad. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Um, now I, I'm just like thinking to myself before. You know, I'm thinking of, like John Hack as an example. You know, when he jumped, not jumped. He he wanted to compete uh, at uh, the U, that USPA meet that had a big payout. I forgot what it was called. The showdown. Um, Mm, I don't think it was. Maybe it was, but it was that. It was Kern, Kern Open. Kern, yeah, yeah it was Kern. A Kern. It was right after, right after Worlds, uh, twenty sixteen, whatever. I forgot what year it was. With like the whole Brett Gibbs and John Hack when it was in Killeen, Texas, and he was like, yeah. you know, he killed, he killed it. And then when he went to that Kern Open, he he he, as he stated, he wasn't on gear, like he just went in and competed. And then the USAPL was like. Nah, like can't let you in. I don't know if that was a rule rule or maybe that was just IPF guidance or whatever the case was, but that's why basically John Hack, as he states, didn't come back to USAPL. So I wonder now if the USAPL is no longer affiliated with the IPF, will they start allowing some of those other lifters to come back in? That's lifters a, who were banned because they hung out with Ed Cohen? Like, what yeah. about that? That's an IPF rule. So the IPF, like, didn't want people competing in like untested federations pretty much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i wonder yeah. if they're gonna be able to come back now though uh, will we see a return of john hack maybe who knows i mean the us the usapl is still gonna continue to drug test so he can't come back to the usapl and then powerlifting america allegedly states they're gonna test one percent so I mean, albeit one percent. Yeah, if they have people, they're gonna test one percent, and mm-hmm. you know, you can take that for with whatever you think how much they're gonna do. <laughs> it, you know, I don't know, man. It's like the first of all, the name Powerlifting America. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but like, I get that like an interpretation of the definition of America is referring to the United States, but like. Truly, an American is somebody who inhabits either or living in either North or South America. You know what I mean? So to take the mantle of powerlifting America to a foreigner, you know, that they may look at that and be confused as to why this one federation is encompassing basically like, you know, the entirety of the map, you know, North and South America. Like, I just wonder why they threw that name together like that without any consideration to like how it would look like on the outside looking in. What would you name it then? <laughs> I was talking about this with Ruth, like throwing back names. Like you can't be too close to the USPA, you know, like David Garcia talked about last week, you know, they, in some cases, you know, you, you got to say USA, U, USA uh, powerlifting so that you don't get the connection to USPA. So like if I were to, if I were to have a name, if you could name your own federation, what would you name it? That's an interesting. That's an interesting question. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't have a name for it. <laughs> Come on, you, it's basically you just gotta throw in powerlifting and United States of America in some way. You gotta just put them together, Doug. Shake them up in a cup and see uh, what happens. I, IPF North America Federation. So it's IPF know. member powerlifting federation. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, man. IPF North America. We don't fucking like USAPL. I don't. We know. don't like the yeah. You... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just look. Uh, you know what else can be said about something that doesn't hasn't been announced? I, I just think that we're gonna see some incentives. As we've already seen the USAPL being like, "Hey, do you want money?" I, I got one. Pro card. One. What's it? What's oh, announce announce one. What's your stepdad powerlifting? <laughs> oh, oh, you gotta you gotta awesome. steer into your steer into the stepdad. Crap! I got to close I like, the I like hub. That analogy. That was really stepdad, good. Stepdad powerlifting. Well, yeah, because basically, powerlifting America is trying to be all like stern with you, like, "Hey, you know, this is the rule, kiddo. You can't be up past ten. You can't eat ice cream in your bed. I don't care what your previous dad did." Do you not okay, real dad. Do, you, do you like their logo? Hell no! Oh, that's so. I mean, hold on. Let me step back, Josh. What do you think about it? What do I think? What the heck? Yeah. It's it's stupid. <laughs> What's the Statue of Liberty got to do with powerlifting? I get what the Statue of Liberty has to do isn't with the United States. Well, isn't it French? It is French. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a gift by the French. Yes. It was. You know, it's made oh. of copper. Originally, they they uh, should have used a picture <laughs> it's of a, a dude president French riding too. a Harley. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. Everybody, yeah. shut him down. It should have been yeah. like a guy <laughs> riding a Harley with a bandana or that has the U.S. Apple flag. And <laughs> like eagles like around them a bunch of eagles picking up yeah. an apple pie with a woman then, got big jugs yeah American. and then fireworks behind them yeah yeah there we absolutely go. gasoline there we go. just being spilled i mean like yeah, it's just well, it's guess, too much i guess it's too much yeah since no since no one cares what we're gonna say so we can we can say whatever right <laughs> of course that's, that's what we i was going for yeah yeah i guess yeah, yeah, Doug. do you so think the statue of liberty is french right and it is french, president, yes. it's french it's, He's French. Yeah, Ooh, so conspiracy theory. Yeah, so like the the, the reason why they use this logo is yeah. the IPF president is basically gifting them the membership to the oh. IPF, right? Yeah. Also, yeah, if yeah. you look at the yeah, flag yeah. on Powerlifting America, there are twelve stars. And as we know, the United uh-huh. States of America flag has fifty stars. Only a Frenchman would make that distinction. So what are the twelve stars for? You know, oh, also, there I don't know. What, what annoys me about this logo is something small, but on the on the right side, there, like on the outer circle, there's four stars, and on the on the left side, there are five stars. So why is it not an equal amount of stars? Because the Frenchman wanted it that way. <laughs> the Fiverr creator didn't really think about it. I don't know. No shit. <laughs> they just sent him the image of the of the Statue of Liberty and said, "Hey, just hey, we got this use these words federation. somewhere. Can you like put these all together?" Yeah, and all there's right, two different man. fonts. Like I get like this is the stuff that it just you know we talk about this with powerlifting. It's just like we got to get out of the habit of using logos. That would look. I'm like, I don't care. I'm just gonna say it. That would look cool to somebody like in you know middle school, where it's like real sharp and flashy. It's like, come on, we gotta be, we gotta be more like succinct. Like if you look at the Apple logo, they're not using like, you know, they don't have the word Apple spelled out on like 
a free font that you can download from the internet. They got like just a sleek little clean logo. Like why can't powerlifting have that? Why does it have to be spelled out in like all these different fonts and ex- extra stuff? Because or extra. What, what okay. tier do you think cool. they used cool. for Fiverr? You know, like, you know, like whenever you go on Fiverr, and, like they have the most like, basic one, <laughs> the, the cheapest all right. tier. All right, we shit on the powerlifting America enough. No, hey, they no, no one stuff. will care. No one will care. Yeah, we can, no one. Will yeah, 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 no one's gonna. No yeah, one's gonna yeah, America is not gonna reach out, but it's okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you? Th- so, what do you Unless think about the USA? What do you think about the USAPL's responses? Uh, to all this like our dad seems to be spazzing out just a little bit i don't know why he's like throwing yeah. all this stuff at us at the same time but what do y'all think like pro cards I, I actually, money I makes, actually like all this, this stuff you do yeah, i like cool. that there's competition now i like that there's competitions like it forces the usapl mm. to do like, to try harder like forces yeah. your dad to yeah to <laughs> your dad has to give you yeah RV more cool stuff, stuff. <laughs> yeah he's yeah. making like, I like competition actually yeah. yeah yeah but what about the uspa drug tested division that was in competition oh come no, on no that's that's please. that's not even no yeah, that's please. Please. Yeah. Talking about it. <laughs> okay check this out check this out i feel like the usapl is in a good opportunity now to really with this whole pro card thing they could like they could capitalize on the restrictions that the IPF had had put on them, like we talked about with like not competing in other federations and the whole Ed Cohen debacle, or whatever. But like, imagine now the USAPL being so appealing that even some USPA and other other fringe powerlifting federations, like some of those lifters, are looking at the USAPL now, like mm, that's a pretty big price pool. And now all I have to do is like earn my pro card. Like that's dope, you know. Like maybe maybe the USAPL now. If they're a little bit looser with who can compete, still being strict with the drug testing, but like looser in terms of who can compete, like maybe they can actually grow as a result of this, even though, you know, they're, they're not in the, I don't know what they're going to do with like international standing, but I mean, I'm sure people would want to come over here and get their pro card too. Mm. What, what lifters, cause like, I mean, to be, to be fair, like the USAPL has like the top five of each weight class, like they're pretty competitive USAPL and USPA, mm-hmm. given like USPA is not drug tested, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know like if like who would have a chance like if do do you know anyone who's like drug tested like who's let's say like, drug free or whatever someone who's not using who can switch to USAPL that they'll be they'll be really competitive. <laughs> it's maybe, hard to say uh, who's not using. Yeah, maybe Blake Leahy will come back. Mm, Blake is definitely Blake is definitely on now. <laughs> oh, well, then never mind. <laughs> What's the thing? You don't really. <laughs> look, look, I'd say that I'd say that in terms of like people who are definitely not using, you don't know who's definitely not using. But I think that people can still come over if they just like you know maybe they're not taking as much you know. I as mean, I use John Hack as an example. <laughs> as, much as, as, much. <laughs> as much for it to pop up on a drug test? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, I mean, this, you would be, we would be ignorant to assume that there are not people who are in the USAPO who don't use in some capacity to, you know, I mean, like, that's just, we, we, ha- we can't, we can't be ignorant to the fact that, like, just because it's the number one drug-free uh, federation in America or whatever, that doesn't mean that people won't find a way around that. So like, I don't, I think we should just kind of abandon the whole thought process of like, Oh, that person used and they should not be able to compete next to me. Like, I feel like in order for the sport to grow, there has to be a, an incorporation 
of everybody in order for the strength pool to grow. And if people are afraid of that, they may just need to get stronger. That's just well, that's we, just my opinion. We had we had that in the past. You remember Raw Unity? Yeah, uh, that was. I cool. mean, <laughs> what happened with? I mean, like for for those uh, who don't know, Josh. Well, what was it? Yeah, wasn't what that a meet say? where everybody can just like compete together? Yeah, so it was like it was kind of like what you're describing. It was like a meet that had like a, like a prize pool where anybody like from any federation could come compete mm-hmm. and like you know like i said it was like a prize it was like one of the first like prize pool meets but you had lifters from all over like competing in that meet yeah i like yeah. that the pro card is gonna stop the whole like tiered power the tiered um meet level like you know the local well, regional in some capacity but like local national uh, and then like world, like having to go through each one of those tiers in order to make it to the world stage, like just having the pro card, like competing at a meet where you could earn your pro card. And then, you know, obviously some being presented them retroactively, depending on what their total have been. And then once you've earned that pro card, you've earned the right to compete at some of these larger scale meets, which I think they're still trying to iron out what that looks like, whether they call them like, you know, pro finals or whatever the pro finale whatever the case is where you could potentially win like you know a 200 some odd thousand dollars and then some of the lower tiered prize pools that they're still trying to hammer out like i like that yeah. because obviously that's what ifbb does and a lot of the other fringe yeah. sports yeah i was gonna say it's like the like bodybuilding where you can get your pro card and then you're like yeah. legit you know and it gets people can then market themselves better too like on social media or like to their coaches or to their athletes excuse me like if you have a pro card even if nobody knows what that is like if you just say you have a pro card it has a certain connotation that you know what you're doing yeah 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 I so do, do you think the USAPL needs IPF or not really no hell no yeah. what do you mean by I needs think, i think they're doing just fine like do they need the IPF to stay relevant relevant no because I, th- I don't think the ipf is relevant at all like i feel like the usapl was making the ipf relevant to a lot of like people there's okay and i have to i have I, i'm not prefacing this to 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 qualify what i'm saying because it's my opinion what I'm, I'm I, what i'm about to say is based off of the fact that like we have to understand what bucket we fall into in terms of like our passion for the sport there are some people who will stay up all night and watch IPF Worlds regardless, and they'll know like all the different names of lifters from like all these different countries by just faces, and they'll know their previous attempts. Like that's good. You can be a fanatic. That's dope. And you may say like, "Oh, the IPF is super relevant." Blah blah blah. When I think of relevancy, I'm thinking of like, you know, in terms of a majority of the the common Joe who would know what's going on generally in that industry and i feel like a lot more people know what's going on in the usapl than in the ipf yeah yeah i agree with that i mean like i think that it's gonna come down to like you said we've got usapl and uspa now so which one has more like general appeal well if you look at like a uspa meet like sometimes don't those don't have general appeal to like the normal person right whereas if you go to like a usapl meet it's like you can kind of relate with them a little bit better so and if you're like a new lifter getting into the sport that's what you're gonna like gravitate towards right like something that appeals to what you think powerlifting Mm -hmm. is so yeah 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 
I've always said people will compete at whatever competition has their friends in it. Like we all competed in a USPA meet because we all wanted to compete together. And then we eventually competed in the USAPL meets because we were all together. Like you're going to, you want to compete with people that look like you and you want to compete with people who are your friends and who are in your age group and your demographic, like all of that, you know what I mean? Like that that's, that's the majority of what people want to do at a, at a certain competitive level. Yeah. You're looking at totals and you're looking at like, who whose you know records you can take down or whose totals you can compete for like yeah like at a certain competitive level that's going to be what you're looking for but with the pro card theory with the the whole pro card thing and the fact that powerlifting is a niche sport as it is like the usapl doesn't need the ipf but the usapl has just found their uh population split between two federations now because before the usapl could say hey we're the number one drug tested federation now they have to define what that means because by ipf standards that's powerlifting america but by a lot of people's probably common sense that's still usapl but what we saw with usvi people will be really quick to just say hey i want to go to worlds so i'm going to jump to that federation but if there's no one-way ticket back or if it's just a one-way and not a round-trip ticket the USAPL might find themselves in some trouble. But Anas, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, as far as far as what do I think? Um, like, do the IPF does the US, does the USAPL need the IPF? Mm-hmm. No, I definitely don't think they do. But now it's um, so like like I said before, like now that that we have a split and we have two federations, like two mm-hmm. drug tested federations, like that creates competition. And I think competition can be really good and like from the looks of it like usapl is trying really hard to uh keep everyone on board like they're holding meetings they're um like they're talking to all the like top top coaches top lifters in the usapl and they're taking their ideas i think like most of the the pro card um like how it's how it's set up like it was mostly lifters and coaches ideas um from the meeting so it seems yeah. like they're seems like the usapl is really tr- like they're trying to um like stay relevant like they don't want to lose their members and yeah like I'm, I'm i'm liking how how they're how they're doing i'm not really sure like what the ipf is doing so far mm-hmm. like their production value is still <laughs> like, like i mean i'm, I'm not really i'm not i'm just i'm just saying like it, like production value as far as the means like it looks it looks the same mm-hmm. um it looks like they're growth. posting. A little, yeah, it looks like they're, they're posting a little bit more on their on their on their Instagram, um, but like other than the um, like the last meeting where they kicked out the USAPL and they brought on Powerlifting America like one day later, like yeah. they ha- we haven't really <laughs> seen much. Like I don't see like what they're doing to kind of keep um, like to keep the competition right. Like you're you don't want to lose the US lifters, so you have to provide them with some value. And like that value will come from Powerlifting America. Yeah, like we're, true. We're still we're still waiting to see what they're what they're what they have to offer. Yeah, I just. But think as that... far as like as far as far yeah. as the like US USPA and USAPL, mm-hmm. like f- at least for me, like when I when I look at the two federations, like I want to compete in a meet. At least for me, like if my goal is just to compete just for fun, like yeah, I don't see a problem with competing either like either either way. But if I want to compete. And like the most, I guess, like fair 
um, environment, like the, the most fair meat for me, because like, since I'm not, since with USBA, like you, you might have people using, you might have, you might have people not using. So like, I want to compete where like things are more, more fair. You know what I mean? No, I get so you. Like doing, think... Yeah. Doing, yeah. Doing USAPL seems like the, like the route, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think with, we talked about this before when it came to like the whole U.S. De- like this decision. A lot of people have been saying like, "Oh, like who does this really affect?" Like people, people are up in arms about this, and they're not really the affected population. Like I get that. I think that when it comes down to anything that somebody cares enough about to, you know, they will post about or they will talk about with their friends or they'll make a podcast, whatever you, whatever it is. Like you're gonna have an opinion one way or the other, which is totally fine. I think that creates enough buzz to where. It's it could be good for the sport, it could be bad for the sport in some capacity. It could make people say, like, ah, I don't wanna I don't wanna deal with this drama, I'm just gonna jump ship, whatever. But I I would like to think that the whole powerlifting America aspect, good. Okay, that's gonna be an avenue for people who wanna compete in the world stage. Go ahead. Have fun. This is your avenue for it. Go ahead. USAPL, I like that this is gonna be something that could that really seems to be you know, they're focusing on maybe the 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 gen pop you know the general population of of lifters in some way pro pros are still going to be that higher echelon but i hope that the benefit also gets rolled down to like the local level because i mean you said it in us like some of the usapl local meets production quality better than worlds you know like there needs to be more buzz there needs to be more attention there needs to be more positive you know uh, coverage on this it can't just be uh, backyard meets. Like it, it, we have to, we have to move past that. We have to get to like a CrossFit level uh, production quality, or even a, a world's strongest man production quality. You know, it, there's got to be like the way that this is going to be funded is going to be through like membership fees, and like more membership equals more money. So yeah, well, that that's kind of what I was thinking, right? Like if you're gonna make local meets that cool, who's the money? Like who's gonna pay for all this? So it's going to come from the lifters, right? You you mm-hmm. have to have them fund some of it. That way you can hold like better quality meets, right? But with that, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's enough to make people jump ship and go to like another fed. Like I don't think it will be. I mean, honestly, like, what, what options are there besides USPA, USAPL, and now Powerlifting America? Like... Uh, you could go to the RPS. Yeah, but we have to pick one. Though. Like, okay, you have to Josh. pick one of these. Right, USB. I think USBA is USBA is probably not like I wouldn't. I mean, we we've seen USBA drug tested isn't really like no one really moved that way. So like I wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't really worry about that too much. I think USBA is like is more of the like like you can do whatever you want, just lift weights. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but some people could have, just like, hop and go do some do some stuff, you know. That's okay. Some people, yeah, some but, people may want to do that. Is what I'm saying. But but the the cool thing is now, like since the USAPL is not under the IPF, is you can go compete at, um, like USBA meets or like any money meet, and you don't have to really like you don't have to, like start taking drugs or anything. But you can do those meets, then come back to USAPL and like it's. I don't exactly. have a problem with that where, yeah. where like before you couldn't really do any of those like fun meets um, and come <laughs> back since you'll be banned. Yeah. Uh, yeah so it, you... it gives people more freedom. Yeah. So now you can go hang out with Ed Cohen. Yeah. I was going to yeah, say, now we can all go hang out with Ed Cohen. 
but I guess I went like, to a seminar. Like, yeah, he yeah. touched my hand, but he has big he has big ass oh, hands. He's he got he banned, big, right? Yeah, he has big ass hands. Yeah, <laughs> I got banned. That's why that's why he doesn't drop deadlifts. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, he deadlifts them. He locks them out. He's just like two inches above the ground still. So there's not much to drop. <laughs> so have we beat that dead horse, or do we need to beat it up a little bit more? No, I keep beating it. Yeah, <laughs> keep going. Keep beating it. Oh, okay, okay. So let's let's go over the pro series and like what the OCPL has been working working on. So this was like this was a brainchild, and as you mentioned, this is like so the USAPL brought a whole bunch. Of, they brought a focus group of some athletes and coaches and some other influencing people in the parallel thing USAPL community, and it was a Zoom call. And basically, they were like, "Hey, so let's figure this out, everybody." And they decided that the pro card pro series was a a, a good alternative, right? That's kind of the way it came about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they had the Virginia meet was was already going to happen like before all of this, um, before they came up with the pro series and whatnot. Yeah, like the the Virginia meet was uh, Saber was already offering money. He's he's been doing that even like before, but this is like the biggest um, like USAPL money meet they're running. Mm-hmm. Um, so that this was like, the that one was... with a two hundred thousand dollar prize. Is that what I'm? Is, or is that something different? That's the, is that like the whole finale of the pro series? No, I think that's like the their budget for like prize money from the USAPL. Where the the Virginia meet, I think, is mostly from Saber, like the meet director. Like yeah. he's he's offering that money. I don't know if the USAPL has anything like if they contributed or not, mm-hmm. but I don't. I'm from what I'm. From what I'm thinking, from what I'm seeing is like it's mostly Saber and like maybe some sponsors. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm not really I'm not 100% sure. Also, yeah. can I just call out the fact that Josh and I totally called it. We we called what do, it. What do we call? What Josh, did you call? Okay. Yeah. When we had that discussion earlier about the USAPL IPF beef, you know, again, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Josh and I, when Anas was trying to... Uh, ask us kind of like, well, what would you do with him? Like, what would you, what would you do in that situation? I remember mentioning like, well, let's take that money and let's just host oh the two hundred fifty and let's give it away. Yeah, that two fifty k yeah, that yeah, the yeah, USAPL yeah. would have had to pay to stay in the IPF, right? Like that's that budget give it away to, to the in homeless. IPF. Give it away yeah. to the yes, the the lifters, absolutely homeless. Yeah, what did you yeah. say? Homeless? <laughs> yes, lifters. Yeah, you seen you seen you seen the shanty towns that people build in gyms? Josh and I both know. I mean, they they you, put, you think. They, you think they're gonna do that every year, though, or is this like a one-time, like <laughs> yearly? The they, they gotta you know, have to. <laughs> they gotta keep it up. Yeah, like, do they? Are they gonna budget two hundred fifty k every year? Like, Our dad's well, blowing all they, the money. What, well, now they have more like money from memberships to play with because, like, they had before they had to pay the IPF like an insane amount of money every year. Every year, year right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I think now that's like that's the amount of like that's a surplus there. Like that's what what's left over, mm-hmm. so like it might ch- it might change next year. It might go up. It might go down, depending on like if you, if we have like more sponsors jump in, more yeah. memberships. Um, but I mean, like at least like that's that's this year. Like, it could it mm-hmm. could definitely change. Well, uh, the, the biggest the biggest meet used to be like the Arnold, like even like the past I don't know how many years, like the past five six years, like mm-hmm. they would like they would give out money um, for. Like the best lifters of every, like every, because they had they had different meets at the, at the Arnold. Like they yeah. had the the Pro American. They had, 
I think like it was called like the A7 Challenge, and they had the Grand Prix, and like they they used to give out money, and they even have like a squat challenge, bench like a bench bench only meet and a deadlift only meet, mm-hmm. and like they had prize money for like for all these, but now since they have like more budget, they can the prize money has been has been raised for like for the Arnold. So the Arnold seemed like it's going to be like the biggest USAPL meet, mm-hmm. yeah, like money meet at least. Um, but like, so how, look, let's go over, like, how do you earn like a spot at the Arnold and how you earn this, um, the, the pro card, this pro card, you just have to yeah. compete in a meet where they, where they allow, where you compete in a meet where you can earn a chance. Like they should be able to announce like certain meets where you can win a pro card. Like, yeah. And like, and, and like you in have bodybuilding, to, like, and you have so, to yeah. place top, like two or three or whatever yeah exactly yeah, yeah. you just got to be super have, strong have, and you got to compete at the right meets yeah. yeah they have the criteria like it's it's on based on points um i mean you, <laughs> well because we have to talk yeah. about we have to talk about what they're going to use because they're not they can't use good lift points anymore because that's the no, no, ipf no, no. standard talk, yeah, yeah no no i'm talking about like how you earn like these points i think like well obviously i like, wouldn't like we don't have like the pro card criteria down, so we, the yeah. the two white lights like two white lights podcast like covered like all that. We can talk about something else if you guys want. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. as far as like the the the, qualifica- the qualifications for the pro card is just what we said. Like you just got to compete in the right meet, and you got to be strong enough to to place the right placement. Like that's really what it and, is. Like yeah, and you'll yeah, earn you have, you have to place high enough and like based on or, points, you yeah, earn enough points and then you yeah. you qualify for a pro card and then that gets you into these like Abe said, like these higher tier like money meets or these other meets where you know you can win stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's that's basically what it's boiling down to, which is totally fine. I mean, it creates a standardized way to account for you know who's that top echelon lifter? I mean, I, like every year, if like if we if we just look at it from like an outside perspective, you know the not the USAPL is registered with the IRS as a nonprofit organization. So like the money that they were paying to the IPF helped because a nonprofit by definition can't have extra uh, assets in their in their uh in their balance sheet at the end of the fiscal year like they have to spend all the money that they make and they spend that money by paying wages to its employees by paying off expenses and an expense like your registration in an international federation could be one of those uh line items but now that that line item has been removed the usapl has suddenly found themselves with an abundant amount of cash two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth they don't want to necessarily just give all that money to their uh, employees, which they they could, but putting it back into the lifters with this pro series or the pro card structure and all these different you know meet uh, payouts, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I feel like it it would be something that they have at the end of their fiscal year every year, anyways, since they're not paying it to the IPF. But Anas, are you are you looking forward to this as a coach? How do you think this is going to affect? Uh, in your opinion, like meets in general, like uh, like uh, me as a local lifter, am I going to see any change? Should I be worried about this? Um, like honestly, like we'll we'll have to wait and see. Like it's kind of like there is, like I said before, like there is nothing from like Proud Thing America. Like if he, I don't think they do they have a website. Like do they have any meets no. running? No, they like, don't. Do we do we know like when is the next Powerful Thing American yeah. meet is? I know mm-hmm. there is nationals like 
Housing America Nationals in in March, but that's the only yeah. meet we know of. So yeah. I guess like until until we have more, I don't know like who would run local meets for Powerlifting America. It's uh, I, I'm I'm not sure honestly. Like it's like you'll we'll have to wait and like see like who like meet like who would volunteer to direct to meet for Powerlifting America. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it'll be that hard. I think people would yes. jump at that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. We'll, I mean, we'll it's just one of those yeah. things where like we we really don't know right it's yeah. this is new territory that we've all kind of ventured into in powerlifting <laughs> history and we we just got to write it out and see see who's gonna yeah. offer what right but from my like from my perspective like i don't really care like if my lifters want to compete usba yeah, rps exactly. like whatever whatever federation they want to compete in like it doesn't really it doesn't really matter that much like most most of the mm-hmm. lifters i coach like they want to like they like um like having those goals, like they want to qualify for collegiate nationals. They want to qualify for nationals. They, like they want to climb up the, their rankings. Yeah. Like that's what they seem like. Mo- like it seems like most of them are like attracted to that aspect of, of USAPL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, so until, um, so the only, the only way they would compete powerlifting America, like I would think is like, if they want to go to, if they want to have a route to IPF worlds, like yeah. when I think or that's the nationals, right? Or or did when you, or when nationals? Did you, did you say or? But you said also the nationals is going to be run by Parallel Thing America too, right? They have they haven't like they they need a nationals like they need a national event. Yeah, they so have. They're, they're going to have one in March. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they haven't had a, a nationals yet. They'll have their first one coming up soon. In order for them so to go to the worlds. Yeah, uh, so like uh, that will be yeah. the meet to see like who who qualifies for next year's um, IPF Worlds. Yeah. I, th- I think what's going to happen is uh, Powerlifting America has already. I'm mean, speculation again. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why I need to keep saying that, but it's speculation because <laughs> no, we no don't one know. Cares, Abe. It's fine. Yeah, Thanks, man. You, I just, it. you, do, you can man. just quote yourself. This is what's <laughs> happening. I'm telling you guys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is a fact, tell by the way. Just you know what? I feel like, you know, Powerlifting America. That's not your opinion. That's facts. Those are facts. Is, these, are, these are facts. Hold on yeah. a second. Facts. I'm getting the facts coming in. Here's my facts. Facts alert. Uh, you, Powerlifting America is, is poaching the top level lifters. And we've already seen the top level lifters willing to jump ship to go to the, you know, go to world. So I don't think that'll be that hard. And then what's going to happen is that lifters who have identified their personalities with these top level lifters will also go to powerlifting America because they want to tell themselves that they want to go to nationals and compete with their friends, even though if they may not make it to worlds, or maybe they'll think that it's easier to get to worlds if there's not that many lifters. I feel like there's going to be a good amount of lifters going to powerlifting America as much as, a, as much of a meme as it sounds like, I don't think a lot of people are going to care necessarily about that percentage as much as the USAPL would want to convince us that they do. I feel like they're going to, they're going to care more about the international stage and they're going to care way more about the national stage. Cause we've already seen nationals growing in popularity and that's going to be something that is not necessarily just going to go away. That's what I think is that's what I know is happening. <laughs> yeah. So what? Yeah. What I see like happening is like the only like popular meet the Powerlifting America is going to run is, is their nationals. Yeah. Like, that's the only na- like that's the only meet people would want to do. Mm-hmm. 
unless it, like uh, there's yeah because yeah, like right now like they have like that's the only leverage they they have like that's the only value they're offering is just like okay if you can beat Bernie, that is big leverage that no that's true but like why would you compete at a powerlifting america local meet to go to nationals but do you need do you need to qualify? Like they haven't really know. announced. They, they, anything. Yeah, they haven't they announced. Haven't, it. They haven't said like you need a qualifying total for Powerlifting America. Like they haven't. Yeah, there's no. If they were smart, they would though. If they were smart, what they would do, and I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them some ideas. So Powerlifting America, if you're listening, you better take some notes. <laughs> <laughs> they they should they should make it to where you can't compete in any other federation except for Powerlifting America, which probably is a given based off what IPF has yeah. historically done. They, I mean, they are they under have, IPF rules, so like exactly. They take, like, so that's pretty much a really given, compete. right? Yeah, so you can't really compete in any other federation. And they should yeah. make it to where you need a qualifying total within a USAP. Uh, no, sorry, I'm so used to saying USAPL <laughs> within a sanctioned Powerlifting America meet in order to go to a nationals. Like that just seems kind of like also a given. And they should make it to where once you have competed in any other federation. You you have like a two year or a one and a half year window before you can compete in a you in a powerlifting America or whether before you can become a member of powerlifting America because like if it's just going to be another USVI situation where people are like you know they have two they have two uh, key fobs and they have go they they go to different federations for different times of the year that just I mean it just kind of defeats the purpose <laughs> like but again <laughs> if the IPF wants to do that that's totally cool like who am I to say that they shouldn't be doing that, but it just seems weird if that's that going to continue cool. to happen. You know what I, I like that more. I mean, that you know what, what I just nice. thought of? What? <laughs> that uh, that Spider-Man meme where it's like the, <laughs> one of them is well, the yeah. USBI team, <laughs> one of them is like the Powerlifting America team and they're just like pointing at <laughs> each other. Pointing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy. The USBI has that's gotten all, a lot that's more only time when you, That's the only time when you can explain a meme and it's really funny. Is <laughs> <laughs> is through a, an audio memes? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gonna, we should, we should change the funniest audio meme. Let's change this whole podcast into just audio memes. Audio memes. That's right. <laughs> everybody close your eyes. Wait, no, you're yeah. driving. <laughs> so they both let's, show up to IPF, and they're just like one of them's IPF. in the USVI, the USVI like <laughs> jumper suit, and the other one's in the Powerlifting America jumper suit. And they're like, wait a second, this is the same guy. Yeah. What about the new old weight classes? Like, what the what? First of all, why? And second of all, who cares? Like, I mean, it's just like weight classes. You can get closer to your. I mean, I, I guess devil's advocate. You can you can have more variety in your in your weight you don't have to like gain so so much i don't know but what's what, why, why are people so excited about these new weight classes because the usapl can do whatever they want and then because people really enjoyed these old weight classes mm-hmm. so who do you think benefits and who you think who do you think got screwed over by those weight classes who benefits usapl yeah, benefits like, yeah no, no no as far as lifters <laughs> yeah yeah like lifter which weight class the 93s definitely got Hold. Oh yeah, ninety three has got destroyed. Honestly, yeah, you gotta jump up. Because like the now, like they're, yeah, they just like either you cut, th- like you cut another three kilos, or you go up <laughs> seven kilos. It's like, yeah, because it was it, you got to choose between ninety or a hundred, right? No, that's mm-hmm. men. Sorry, uh, that's yeah, ninety or hundred. They standardized it a little bit. They yeah. just there's a little bit more at the end of the women's, but yeah, like. You, I don't know. I mean, do you think that's a big a big deal? For 93s? 
That's yeah, a lot of weight. Now, now the 93 are going to... Well, no, 93, like, the, the whole USAPL weight class... Like, the, the whole USAPL 93 weight class is, like, is going to split. Like, you have... Mm-hmm. Like, you might have top lifters trying to cut more weight to make it. Yeah. And you have more lifters. They're, like, maybe like they're walking around, like, at 97. And then yeah. they cut to 93. It's like, so if you're 97 kilos, like, where do you go now? You have to move up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta move up. You gotta eat. But, but yeah, but but, but you're kind of like you're like you're screwed over like at that point because like you're competing against guys who are like light 105s now. Yeah, but the 105s weren't even or, that competitive, anyways. I mean, yeah, if you compare yeah. them to yeah, if you compare them to like that puts the 93s at, at at least like the the old 93s. I don't know yeah. at a disadvantage. Wasn't the 93 like, or, com, uh, qualifying total for national, like, wasn't the meme higher. that the 93 total was higher than the 105s? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I well, mean, they not, are. That, they are. Another thing are these weird lower weight classes, like 52, 56, and 60. I have, like, who weighs that much? <laughs> is that for men? <laughs> yeah, that's for men. men. The lowest is now men. is 52. It goes 52, was 57 56. Before? Um... It was, well, it was 59. It was like it was 59. 59. Oh, 59. Yeah. Oh, 57. There was 56. A, yeah, 59, it was 53. 66. It was yeah. 53 for like sub-juniors or juniors. Yeah. Um, But 59 is only for open. Like for, for open, it was only 59 and up. Yeah. So now you have 60 kilos. Um. I mean, I, oh. I like the middleweight classes. Like, I think like the middleweight classes. Mm. Oh yeah, they help the middleweight like, classes out. They help so the much. middleweight classes, and like they screw over like the top end. Or, like, <laughs> at least the benefits. 90. It benefits the eighty threes because I mean, I think they should. They, I feel like the eighty threes got so big they could have broken them up a little bit. Eighty two and a half. Like, come on, why? Come on, give them. Yeah, eighty two and a half is like is about to. Eighty like, threes are not really affected that much. It's only half a kilo. Mm-hmm. But people who got the benefit, the sixty sixes now they're sixty seven and a half, <laughs> and the seventy fours, the seventy fours are now seventy fives. Yeah. yeah, I like that so they like also the, added women. They had, they added women weight classes for like the higher ends that that needed to. Well, was it what was the heaviest before? Was it eighty for a woman? Yeah, it was uh, um, eighty four and eighty four plus. Yeah, plus yeah eighty four plus. Like what? That what's come on? What is that? Eighty four plus. I'm glad that they went back to this this weight structure to where like it goes up to a hundred and then a hundred plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now, and now it puts like the super heavyweight men. Like it gives them more options because like if you weigh like one like one twenty eight kilos or like or one thirty kilos, like yeah, you're exactly. you're competing against guys who are Ray Williams. like one fifty plus. <laughs> yeah. Like they're they, you know what I mean? Like you're, like you're Ray not, Williams. Yeah, yeah. You're not stuck in the unlimited weight class where you can <laughs> yeah. just get steamrolled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine being so now, overweight as a one twenty back in the day. Just like just quit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and your only option was to go to 105, and it's like, uh, yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> and also, like with the women, like you have, so like with the lower weight classes, you have four kilo difference between, like between the 44s, 48s, 52s, mm-hmm. and 56. But then, like once you get to 60, like once you get to 60 kilos, you have a seven and a half kilo jump. Like mm-hmm. it goes four kilos between every weight class. Then from 60 to 67, then from 67 to 75. Um, like, like the the people who are like the the, the females who are in between, yeah, like 70, but, 67 and sixty, mm-hmm. like those those are getting screw, screwed over too. Yeah, the the sixty threes yeah. definitely got a little bit of like, uh, I, it, yeah, you're right. It's kind of the same situation 
than the 93s got from men's. But I, I will say, though, in terms of percentage of their body weight, a three kilo uh, difference for a 60 60 kilo woman is a lot heavy is a lot more of a difference than a, a three kilo difference for a man who weighs, you know, mm-hmm. 90 kilos. So like, I think the right, one, right. in terms of who got the really short end of the stick would be the 63 kilo weight class because, well, yeah, you could argue to say that they can now go up to 67 and a half, but for people who are, you know, regularly cutting to the 63, mm-hmm. cause they were like 64, 65, like, I feel like people are going to be a little bit more inclined to want to go down to that 60, but I think people are just going to have to bite the bullet on this one. And, and I think the best way is to just maybe go up to the next weight class. Like again, I mean, that's honestly, that's like, that's what's going to happen whenever you like change weight classes. Cause like last yeah. time they changed the weight classes was the beginning of 2015. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like the same thing happened where like some weight classes, like some people had to make the decision where, okay, well now I have to gain weight. Or now I have to lose a little bit more weight. Yeah. Um, and like people take like it, it took a couple of years for people to kind of acclimate. So I think like now like it's the st- same thing is going to happen. Like for where sure. people have to like get used to those weight like those new weight classes. Like their body like they're they might have to sit a little bit heavier. They might have to sit a little bit lighter. Um, but yeah, it'll take some time to get used to. But the 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 main positive is like the heavier weight classes. Like now they have like the 140, 140 and one forty plus for men, like that 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 was a really good decision because like now oh, yeah. you don't have oh, yeah, yeah. the one twenty like from one twenty then like one twenty plus, like people are some people weigh some people weigh like one thirty like I said, and mm-hmm. like those guys are not like they can't compete against people who are like super actual super heavyweights who weigh like one sixty one sixty plus. Yeah. So like now now it's it's a little bit more fair to like those heavyweight classes but the middleweight classes for for women like those will take some time to like for them yeah. to adjust yeah seven and a half kilos is pretty big for that for that type of yeah. you know body especially, size for, for yes, all, yeah. especially when you're jumping four kilos in between each like between between each weight class then you go yeah. seven and a half kilo like it's yeah that's no, a they'll lot change it in five years school. They'll change the powerlifting community. Will <laughs> get go used back to it, to, and then they'll yeah, they'll go back to what we just changed. We'll go and back then, to the old one. Yeah, they also did say that they're going to go away from dots. I mean, they're going to go away from good lift points. Which I, I, you know, we talked about why they changed from Wilkes because of the whole you know controversy around the Australian coach that uh, we didn't really talk know, about it. On the sexual. Well, we talked about it before the podcast, but oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Wilkes Wilkes was a Australian coach who uh, engaged in sexual misconduct allegedly. I gotta say allegedly. Out. There you go, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> no one's gonna listen to this. To this. Well, maybe yeah. maybe I'll message you on Instagram and tell yeah, you. That's what it is. Yeah, Robert Wilkes, powerlifting Australia chief executive, yeah. former. So if you're uh, listening, Robert. We got yeah. you. Well, that's we why we changed you. from Wilkes. Well, I don't know if that's that's why. That's probably a contributing factor because I feel like we recently changed from Wilkes to uh, good lift points. But uh, this whole controversy was like from 2017. Anyways, all that to say is, you know, dots. I don't know what they are. I don't like them because they're new. <laughs> but I'll get used to them. <laughs> you get used to them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That reminds me so, of the, I mean, the candies that they used to, they used to eat when you're young. Yeah, I mean, good lift points just sound like good boy points. So I'd rather eat candy than talk about good boy points. Although, if you are a good boy, (laughs) you get candy from who? Your real dad. So we came came full circle on that. USAPL needs to figure out uh, where they're going to live. They're staying in in an apartment uh, right now, and they are 
sleeping in a race car bed. But you know what? They're going to get on their feet because yeah. they have a job interview lined up next week. They yeah, promise. They're, they're, they're toasting out all the money. They're like, hey, we got money. <laughs> they are spending all the money that they should have been sp- sending to mom on their on their children, which is on good. I appreciate yeah. that. Absolutely. Uh, Christmas is coming up. USAPL is probably going to give some sort of like, are they still doing the, the lifetime membership? Is that, is that still a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Who okay. knows? Maybe you can look, look for it on their website. Yeah, Damn, could you imagine buying a lifetime membership and then you just realize you didn't want to jump to powerlifting America? God damn, that must have hurt. Can you imagine? <laughs> Is it transferable? Can I just hey, transfer to powerlifting America? Can I please stop paying this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the in the final moments of the podcast, do you remember uh I forgot what company it was, maybe it was Gymshark where they came out with like a singlet that had a zipper in the front and that was completely out of touch oh, with like powerlifting yeah. specifications like any meat like any any federation do you remember that i do <laughs> remember that yeah i don't, I don't, I don't remember, remember that? that thing no it i was, remember seeing that this was something that was they, they took away no 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 they took away immediately maybe it was a meme maybe it was one of, but it seemed again at the time completely 100 percent real but again internet you know it was a it was a singlet like a powerlifting singlet you you, you can imagine like an enzer or whatever and then it was the zipper in the front, like a zipper that zipped like a, down the, the yeah, front yeah. of the singlet. It's like, what the hell? I can't wear that at a meet. What the, what the hell you I think? Remember, I remember Tim Thibodeau bought it and he did like a review on yeah, it. I was, I was I dying. So it wasn't a meme. It was <laughs> real. Did. Yeah, it was real. Yeah. yeah. So maybe real. he has the only existing Gymshark singlet. I just wanted to bring that up because I feel like there's, there's a couple of things that are coming out, like with Gymshark coming out with uh, crop tops, even though crop tops have been a thing forever. But for some reason, yeah. they they just ordered, they wanted to to bring it out, uh, yeah. and some people like it, some people don't. I like it, but I you know, <laughs> it I was designed as a, a pleasurable midsection to show. You know, it was designed for powerlifting, but not IPF approved. <laughs> <laughs> the singlet, you mean, right? Yeah, but now yeah, the, that they're the, out of well, the even IPF, the crop tops, you can't even wear a crop top. And I remember when the USAPL said that you can't wear crop tops under your singlet anymore, and they were checking. Y'all probably don't remember that, but it was for females. It was a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> and some males, too, honestly. It was just like, you know, plenty of people like to wear singlets. It was about the same time where they said you can't be shirtless when you deadlift because apparently, I don't know, that's just that's not, nipples are, are weird, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> are they bringing it's that me. back? <laughs> no. They're bringing that back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, man, we got to bring it back. Anyways. Dang. Um, you know, wear whatever you want to wear. That's the, that's the moral of this whole episode. Appreciate you. Uh, powerlifting America. What's to see? We'll see what's to come. New weight classes or new old weight classes. Let's see where you fit in. Uh, let us know. Follow us on Instagram at Chalk My Back. Listen to us every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts. Drop a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Hopefully five stars. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, heart us. Heart this episode. There's a little heart. Uh, do that after you finish driving. Do that when you get to the gym. I know you're on your way. Or do that when you get home. I know you're on your way out of the gym. Hope you had a good session. Thanks for listening to us another week. Hope to see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Even though Thanksgiving's <laughs> a week away. Yeah, maybe maybe now USHL will let me wear my singlet made out of duct tape. Oh shit. <laughs> I think we should bring Fiony back so we can get some more oh. more views. More